Hey, there it is. It's funny. I got this hourglass in Germany <laughs> like years ago. How was Germany? Oh, it was great, man. You could go to the bazaar. You could get stuff like this. And I got my cool hourglass. Oh, you haven't smashed it yet. You haven't gone back in time. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, 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 it's not that type of hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get started here. Then you try to then you try to get somebody to get you a new one. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. I am, uh, well, I guess I should go ahead and say who I am. I am Randy Bruce, and then I am joined by the hourglass holding, the hourglass wielding yes. season forty-one castaway. Drop the four, keep the one. The first season to introduce the hourglass twist. First Abraham, season. how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, doing good tonight, man. Hey, another good episode, man. That hourglass is is back to is back again, getting people too. I thought it was a great. Let me just put it out there. I thought it was a fantastic merge episode. Now, season forty-one, we had a little conversation about this on the side. We're feeling like we're guinea pigs. Really, our hourglass didn't have the same type of intro as season forty-two is getting now. You know, there was no, hey, this is going to have ultimate power. There was no Applebee's. Uh, we'll get to the uh, Applebee's. We'll get to the Applebee's. So this is this is a little different to see how they actually said, you know what? We saw what happened. Let's change a couple of things for this next season. So I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Jeff them a, a kudos out for, for noticing, hey, it didn't go as smoothly. But no, nah, we didn't appreciate being guinea pigs. Well, let me just get some stuff out of the way right before we get into talking this merge episode. And trust me, we have a ton of stuff to cover and a ton of stuff to talk about today, um, respectively about the castaways and the tribes and how the tribe dynamics worked. And like you said, the changes that Jeff and Survivor made to the hourglass twist. But it's been a busy week for us at the Survivor Now podcast. Abraham and I had the chance the other day to go on Speaking Llama. Speaking um, Llamas. They are Alex and Caleb over there doing a great job on that show. Um, so we went on and talked about, basically recapped the entire season of Survivor Australia Blood versus Water and talked about our favorite moments, our least favorite moments, and what we thought about the winner. Abraham, did you have a fun time going on, going on the show? Hey, it was good hanging out with those guys. Um, we all Texas. You know, we got <laughs> Dallas covered. We got Austin covered. So it was great uh, just to hang out with them and talk about how Australia season went um, and have somebody else get their perspective on the players, the twists, the turns. So I really enjoyed being a part of that podcast. Definitely go check. Uh, go check those guys out as well as the podcast that we were on. Um, they're, they're really good. I love the work they do over there. And then right before recording this podcast. I got a chance to go talk to the Slain the Dragon podcast crew, Scott, um, sorry, Scott, Kate, and Jack. I just, Jack's name, for some reason, just left my mind and it threw everything off. But I believe their podcast is going to come out tomorrow. Uh, Scott's been on the show before, and these people know what they're talking about, Survivor, even Jack. I love the fact that Jack is... Um, a fan. He's not, you know, someone who has always watched the game. So they kind of get his perspective of someone who is kind of new to Survivor. 
you know, it's covered a couple seasons now, but love all the work that they do. That's Slaying the Dragon podcast. Go check out all of their work. We're, we're making like a nice little podcast community here, Abraham. Us slaying, <laughs> us slaying the dragon, speaking llama. Uh, I, I like this little community we're making, and I'm excited to uh, do more work with them in the future. I know, man. It's an opportunity to be out there and really kind of enjoy this season. You know, coming back off of the couple of years that we didn't have Survivor, now to have a lot of different versions of Survivor with Australia overlapping with U.S. Survivor. Hey, it's a great time. Great time to be a Survivor fan. And the best thing about all these podcasts is they are all different. Every podcast that we've been on or we featured on, they've all been completely different on how they how they do their show and everything, which is awesome because it gives everyone a different perspective of how the game is being played. So, Randy, on, only you have season 41 Drop the drop the four. Keep the one guy on. So let's, <laughs> that's let's, fair. Let's just, hey, let's keep that real. <laughs> well, let's get let's get into the episode. Uh, sorry if there's any belching. I had a belching alert. I had a, a Mountain Dew, a Baja Blast, and Taco Bell right before the podcast. So you know, if anyone likes Taco Bell out there, it's no Applebee's, but it's a little. It's it's a nice quality meal, but it's you're right. It's no Applebee's with the volcano mud pie cake at the end. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to Abraham about the food. I know I knew instantly he'd have something to say about the food. Apple too much, anyway. too much food. <laughs> but basically we get on, we get a previously on survivor, which is something that we've seen with the U S versions lately is that we only get kind of this previously on for the big episodes. I'm talking the finale and the merge. We see the Vati tribe come back and they're basically talking about what just went down with sending Daniel home. Chanel tells Mike that she was the one to vote for him. What was, why? I mean, what's up with all this honesty on Survivor? Why Can would I get she, a little backstab? Why would she tell Mike that? Because it looks like from my perspective, Mike had no clue and Chanel's been on the bottom almost this entire time. That was a great chance to maybe throw it onto Hi or Lydia and say, hey, Mike, we need to stick together. Someone voted for you. But no, she comes back to camp and basically just says, yeah, Mike, I was the one who voted for you tonight. I threw a vote on you. Even when she voted and they showed that Chanel placed that vote on Mike last episode, I was like, great move. Because Mike doesn't know where the vote came from. No idea. Yeah. Now, once she exposed herself, he was like, oh, I can't trust her now. And that's something that you don't want to be on Survivor. Somebody that they think or perceive they can't trust you. And Chanel, I was like, your game is going great. You're about to go ahead and separate yourself from Daniel. They already voted Daniel out. So now you don't have anything to worry about. And now you came back and wanted to tell Mike, oh, yeah, by the way, that one vote you got, it was me. Yeah, it just made no, no sense from her perspective. And I, Mike, in a very funny way, said, look, I would take a bullet for high and Lydia. Uh, but if a bullet's coming, I'm probably stepping out of the way for you, Chanel. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to love Mike is so far. So entertaining this season. We're going to see on an episode where Mike and Jonathan really bond on a common ground. And then you'll see how survivor reacts to people bonding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're also going to get into how close Mike and Hi actually are to Lydia as we go on in the show, because that came out of nowhere when we get to the vote. Uh, we go to the Ika camp. 
Tori and Rox are still at edge. Tori believes that Rox has an advantage. She says, Rox, you can trust me. We're in an alliance here. Tell me you just got an advantage. And Rox is like, no, I don't have anything. And Tori's like, yeah, you do. And she doesn't trust Rox at all. She doesn't want anything to do with Rox. I don't understand, Abraham, why Tori just can't put her feelings aside. I understand living out there with people. There's going to be some people that you don't get along with. But this is a great opportunity for Tori to have someone like Rox as a number. And she just almost refuses to work with him. Look, Drea said, hey, look, Rox said from his own mouth, I'm a straight up guy. And he said, hey, we may have something that's going to help all of us move forward. I don't have anything. But I like the fact that you had Drea and Romeo in the bushes listening to Tori berate Roxworth for not telling her anything. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. And I was like, your game is going to waste. And here's the thing about it is, you actually have a skill set for talking to people. <laughs> you talking like, Tori, the therapist. You a therapist. I would figure that you probably would, you know, have a better way to approach that. And Rox is, Rox is, Rox, Mike, Jonathan, or some of the most straight up characters on Survivor this season. Once they give you their word, their word is their word. And Rox is playing a regular game. He's saying, hey, look, if I had something, I would tell you. But your other two tribe mates see how you are. And that put a bigger target on Tori's back, which he already had a target on her back anyway. They just made it a bigger target. And I was like, I'm glad that they stuck over there. I'm glad that they was listening. And they're doing some sneaky stuff in Survivor now. They hide behind bushes. Um, <laughs> how many times have we seen like Tony and Brad with their spy shacks? <laughs> Brad did a whole sprint jog down the beach to his spine, but. I mean, that's a part of Survivor now. If you can find a way to find out information and they're sitting there like, Tori, just let it go. And she just couldn't let it go. We're going to talk a lot about Tori and Rocks, Rocks Roy as this episode goes on today. So that's how kind of the episode started. It started with going to those two tribes. Um, let's get to the first challenge, which is the same challenge we saw in season 41 with the giant boulders. <laughs> Where do they get those boulders? I need to go to the boulder store that Survivor is shopping at. And before we get into anything else, I do want to say, Abraham, I always hate this challenge because I think it's an injury waiting to happen. The, the, the ball is that ball is heavy. Yeah, like it's, and... if it falls on someone, we have a serious problem. The ball is heavy, and every and it's not one of those balls you just want to try to climb up, as we saw in the challenge where Drea just couldn't get up the ball. She's exhausted. So, yeah, well, any challenge on any part of Survivor, Australia, U.S., is a, is a, it's injuries waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's injury fair. proof. They're all. But here, you know what somebody was waiting? I hope I get Jonathan. Oh. It, which, I mean, it was basically Jonathan versus the, the blue team here. But before we get to the challenge, we got to talk about fourth wall breaking Jeff probes. So he basically <laughs> looks at the camera and says, hey, so we're going to do the same thing we did last year, but we're going to change it up just a little bit. And he says there's three differences. One, the reward is Applebee's. They've got Applebee's to eat for the merge feast. Two, <laughs> two, he's going to tell them whatever person you send away from the tribe is going or send away from camp is going to have a game altering advantage. And then the third thing that he said was 
if you want, instead of sending that person away, you the winning tribe can send one of their own away for this game winning adva- or game changing advantage. Excuse me. So I guess there's a lot to ask here, Abraham. One, what do you think about Jeff breaking the fourth wall? And two, what do you think about the changes to this hourglass twist? First of all, I, I like that he unpacked it and gave the tribe an option. In season 41, it was a total surprise when Erica came back and she basically changed the entire game around. Because people that win, you win. Now you're saying, okay, I didn't win. So there, 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 was, there was some hurt feelings and some mad people on season 41. But here's the thing. Jeff unpacked it and told them exactly what was going to happen. And they did the total opposite. You know what they did? Applebee's. <laughs> because Jeff said, look, you're going to have the power to change the game. Or you can eat. Yeah. You know, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it because I'm like, okay. I would have said, okay, I'm going. You would have taken, said, you would have taken Rock's place. Oh, I'd have took Rock's place and left. Yeah. I mean, what's more, what's more important, getting something to eat or changing the game? I don't know if you have Applebee's with how much you guys are starving out there. Applebee's is tough to turn down. Not when the half, the other, the other half of the tribe that would lose this challenge. Guess what? They didn't get Applebee's. So only half of them was happy. That's fair. I mean, it did. It did look good. What would you be the most excited about if you got to eat Applebee's out there? What would you be looking forward to the most? <laughs> hey, let me do like Jonathan. I'm eating the chicken wings. I'm just going to put it in my mouth I'm, and come out with a bone. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny when they was narrating. They, Jonathan was like, I'm a big guy and I haven't eaten in days. <laughs> I eat 20 eggs a day. And, uh, I like the, the shark bowl drink that they had. That's literally what I get to drink when I go to Applebee's. So here's the thing. The longer you are in the game of survivor, the lower your alcohol tolerance becomes. Oh yeah. No, they had to be drunk. (laughs) And that is the worst feeling because here's wherever they're at. I hope they're close to the tribe. Hope they're close to the, wherever they're going to be at. (laughs) You don't want to be out there on the boats. You got a full belly. You rocking. No, it looks good on TV, but the the results of it. (laughs) So you decide you want to eat a chocolate cake for dessert. You've been eating uh, coconuts. I instantly crabs. thought I said the chocolate cake cannot sit well in the stomach whatsoever. <laughs> hey, this ain't Australia Survivor. There are no bathrooms. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, that's well said. But I will say, basically, if you watch season 41, they do the exact same thing. They, they bring the tribes in. Jeff says, drop your buffs. Mike goes, so is this a merge? Which kudos to Mike. He was listening. Um, because Jeff never said it was a merge, and Jeff gives us the old, well, not exactly. Not quite. They all draw rocks. They get into two teams of five, and then two people get the gray rocks and have to sit out, and their fate is to be decided later. That is Lindsay and Roxroy. Those two don't compete in the challenge. And then the teams are Jonathan versus everybody else. No, I wrote down yeah. one team here. I didn't write down both of them, but it was basically, see if I can find it here. It was Jonathan, Tori, Marianne, Hi, and Lydia against uh, Romeo, Drea, Mike. Chanel. Chanel, yes. And someone. Uh, um, who was that other person? Yeah, I think it's all of them. No, there would have been one more, but I can't think of it. Out the Lizzie? Top of my... L- Lindsay sat out. Lindsay and Rocks. Um, not Lindsay. Um, Tori. Tori. Yes. Sorry. Yep. 
So they split into those two teams, and basically the challenge is you, same as last year, you get these boulders, you dig them out, you push them over some obstacles, you grab some keys along the way, then you have to go up, you have to climb up the boulder, then climb up the wall, and then you have to do the 75-piece puzzle, which I think is extremely too long on the game of Survivor. If I go do a 75-piece puzzle right now, Abraham, it will take me at least an hour to do. Look, and if you hear Marianne, when somebody was like, hey, y'all don't have to speed up, but keep a good pace. Marianne was like, "Okay, I heard you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. She got in into it with Jonathan again. But we got to talk about Jonathan in this challenge again. Even Roxroy was over there goo goo eyeing over Jonathan. It's he's insane, Abraham. I mean, you're looking at a challenge where you basically have to push a heavy object over barriers and he rolls up there. But here's the thing about it is. Mike and Jonathan were doing the same thing. Jonathan just did it better. So when they were helping his castmates get up there, Jonathan was pulling his. Mike was like, uh-uh, just clam up on me. <laughs> so, what is, I, I don't understand when Drea couldn't get up, which I don't put it all on Drea. I know a lot of people look at it, Drea cost him the challenge. Do you understand how hard it's got to be to run up that rock and stuff? Like, look, I don't put that all on Drea. But what did Mike think was going to happen? He's like, okay, you can't get up grabbing my arms. Let me turn around here and just grab my legs. And then he so, kicks her in the face. Oh, yeah. He, he, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Mike said, I'm going to give you one before you get there. But here's the thing. You're, you're exhausted. You're just really physically exhausted and you just need a couple of minutes to try to catch, catch your breath just so you can try again. So Drea was exhausted. So when Mike flipped around and said, hey, OK, climb up my legs. And then he said, Romeo, go back down and help Drea get up, which they should have done the first time. Yeah. They would have cut the when they so she couldn't get up there. And then Romeo being a little lighter, carrying lighter body weight. Now you climb up and then you get up where Jonathan was basically pulling his tribe up. And then he so just he didn't jumped up. And then he just, yeah, he jumped, just jumped up. up. <laughs> yeah. Jumped up. It honestly insane. But then we got to also talk about Jonathan and Marianne again. I don't know if a lot of people noticed this, but the blue team did a pretty good job catching up. They got as close as they possibly could with um, the disadvantage of having Drea take all that time. They were very far behind. Marianne is kind of lackluster on the puzzle. She's like, I got it. Like w- we've got plenty of time. And you, it's visibly clear that Jonathan is once again furious that, you know, he feels like he's carrying them and he doesn't want to lose, obviously, once at Applebee's. They even get into it. Jonathan says, okay, Marianne, why don't you let, I can't remember who the other person was, but why don't you let them focus on the puzzle and then you start flipping pieces over. And Marianne's like, thank you, Jonathan. I got it. I got it. And she was kind of more lippy to more than just Jonathan there during the puzzle part. Because when you look at it, when you're working on a puzzle, you see the image of what you want to see. And other people are looking and it just gets really confusing, to tell you the truth. It happens on every puzzle. People are trying to tell you to do things and you got a partner sitting right there. You're trying to get it done. It's like Survivor is a great strip away of what your real emotional feelings are, where you'll tell somebody, hey, just just back off me. Let me I got this. And they had it. I mean, they had a nice little rhythm going. They could get it. And you have to see part of the puzzle before you can start actually putting the rest together. And that's what they were trying to do. Jonathan has already admitted that he can't do puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Why are you so even why are talking? You chiming in? Yeah. Yeah. You already know you can't do puzzles. So let the puzzle people do it. It's 75 pieces. I think they can do it. And I mean, they had they had a lot of time, a they lot did. of time. Yeah. So. And that puzzle didn't take 15. It didn't take five minutes on TV. It probably took about 45 minutes. 
Told you, it would take me at least an hour right now. No shame in saying that. I'm just not that great at puzzles. Um, even with my family background, they love puzzles. I had to. So before I went on the show, I practiced puzzles. Yeah, I, I would probably have to as well. Yeah. There's a mathematical equation to puzzles. That yeah, if you, you do it the right, it's on, it's on YouTube. Just look. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? And, and sure enough, there's a way to do puzzles where if you do it by the equation, it always works out for you. Well, now I'm going to have to look that up as soon as I get yeah. off, off. I the think it's on, my, it's on my iPad and I can do little puzzles where you mix them all up and be like, oh, I can I, get through it. But I, hey, look, but I didn't volunteer to do the puzzle the first time. So no, I would definitely have to test out. Like if I got on the show, definitely would have to practice. But the Orange Tribe did end up winning this. Uh, that's Jonathan. Oh, see, we said Tori was on blue, but she was on uh, the Orange Tribe. So it was. Jonathan, Tori, Marianne, Hi, and Lydia, who won? They got the purple buffs. That's what light purple buffs. Um, and then basically they have a decision to make. Who do you want to send either Lindsay or Roxroy? And I said Lindsay said this, and it wasn't Lindsay, but I hated this reason. Someone said they picked Lindsay. And the reasoning they gave Abraham was, well, because was, uh, she needs Romeo. to eat. Yeah, Romeo. Romeo. We, cho- we chose Lindsay because she looks like she really needs to eat. T- you know, you can't use that excuse. It's almost like they have forgotten everything that Jeff told them beforehand. Mm-hmm. Anybody that was going to be selected would have power over the game. That's all you would need to know. I wouldn't need to know anything else. And we're going to revisit that that statement when uh, Rox makes his decision and Tori comes back and says, oh, I did this as a favor to you. No, you what? did not. <laughs> well, no favor. You sent me away for two days by myself. That's not really a favor. I thought uh, they were going to choose Lindsay to go with how they were talking because they were talking. We need to send someone that we trust. And then they sent Rox out of nowhere and they were like, we really don't trust Rox that much. Yeah, but well, only person that was on Rox tribe was Lindsay. I'm sorry, Tori was Tori, the only yeah. one that was on that winning group off of Roxroy's tribe. So the rest yep. of y'all didn't have any common sense to say, you know what? Maybe we should send somebody that Jonathan. Hey, let's take, let's send Lindsay. Well, Jonathan said he was that close to switching because that was the next part of this like new twist with the hourglass mm-hmm. is you can basically give up the food and give up your immunity, you know, being with the merge. And takes Rock's place and go to this island for this game-altering twist. And Jonathan said during the feast, he was that close. He said he just didn't decide to do it in the end. So you think, Abraham, from what I'm getting from you, someone should have stepped up and said, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, I would have went. I said, no, 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 no. We don't know what this is going to be. I'm good with not eating. I wasn't eating before anyway. And I would have went over there and said, hey, I'm going because we want this twist to stay with us. Because any one of them that would have went could have changed the game and said, you know what? We won and we're going to stay as winners and call it a day, which would have changed the whole dynamics of what happens next. And he was like, y'all seen Roxroy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what game of Survivor are y'all playing? Uh, Jeff is also going a bit soft here. Um, he gives the losing tribe one bag of rice, which I'm like, okay, that's good. They're going to have some rice to eat now. The bag of rice was tiny. It was a puny bag of rice. (laughs) Get your scoop. You're not not going to enjoy it. 
you know, he just said, hey, one bag of rice. So that means everybody gets like one scoop and then it's over. <laughs> so 30, 45 minutes later, guess what? Where's that coconut at? Let's go. Let's go back to what we Abraham, know. you couldn't have been happy with all the food they got yesterday. They got a feast. Well, you, they, you, got a, they got a feast. You're you're uh, season 41. You guys got a feast, too. There was a merge feast. There was no Applebee's. There was some sandwiches. <laughs> there was some cold ham sandwiches. <laughs> Look, they came out there and told them they had three different types of burgers. They had onion rings. They a had drink, drinks, chicken wings. Chicken wings. And they just gorged themselves on happiness and joy for that moment. You guys were definitely the guinea pigs on what they were going to change for season 42. <laughs> I'm like, season 42 was in country when we were there, but we was getting the we was getting the short end of the stick on that one. So that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> well, let me go through some of these moments here. There's a lot to cover because this is what I loved about the episode and why I think it was such a great merge episode, Abraham. And that is we got classic survivor props to the editing team. We got probably roughly about 45, 50 minutes of camp life of people watching sunsets of people you know, making these connections and beautiful moments together uh, to people fishing and just these funny moments. And that's something we don't get a lot in today's Survivor, where classic Survivor, the earlier seasons, that's what really made the show is we saw so much of, you know, camp life, people living together. And lately it's been more about idols and challenges and stuff. So what did you think about how this episode was laid out? Because I like seeing them at camp. Well, the first one I like, I like the fact that Rox Roy was out there and he really kind of embraced the fact that he was going to be out there for two days by himself, but he found peace with it. And we also got a chance to see some of the Fijian background. And I thought that was great. He clammed up on the top of the mountain. He showed that. Um, and we, you're right. We don't get to see enough of what's behind the scenes, basically what's going on. Cause I didn't know Rox Roy had uh, eye problems and mm, they talked about that. Know, he said, yeah. Hey, and he had his glasses on. I don't know where he got them glasses from. Rocks, they, they sell cooler glasses, man. Get those. Uh, but he has his glasses on. We got a moment with um, Romeo and um, Hyde. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're out there talking. They're embracing. Um, then you got a moment where you got Jonathan. You got Mike out there. They're talking. They're embracing. And then we go back to classic Survivor where everybody is strategizing, plotting. They're doing... Uh, they look, they're scattering when somebody comes up, they're talking, they're trying to get alliances built because now the ones that are left behind, this is a whole new tribe. So now you're waiting for everyone else to finish the feast. But in the meantime, you're setting up everything. And, and here's where the culmination for me came at. Now you have the amulet in play because mm-hmm. you got all three of them. Now you have all the um, everybody oh. said all their phrases. So yeah. now you got all the idols in play. Now you got all extra votes in play. But we're also going to see where you got two people that still can't vote. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> so. we will get to that. I will say as well for the uh, I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way. Uh, we had bad weather last night in in Indiana. So I missed one part of the episode because of a tornado warning. And that was the moment where rocks went on exile the first time and he built his shelter and all that beautiful moment. So I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I did hear from the Slaying the Dragon podcast. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about Rox and his wife and what I I did end up hearing what he said, how he said, I can get away from my nagging wife. And and what did you think of that? (laughs) You you have to be careful what you say. (laughs) It's got to be like an inside joke between them, right? Like he wouldn't say that like. (laughs) 
he's a stay-at-home dad. I don't, I don't, <laughs> so I don't, I've never met him. I have, I've never talked to Rox. I don't even think Rox is on social media like that. Um, but they pick up everything and basically magnify a 10,000. I heard it. I didn't repeat it. I was <laughs> like, I was like, I know he ain't say that. Cause I don't think it's going to split up any relationships, but he's definitely going to be in the doghouse for a few days. That's what I I, I mean. You try to keep that is you try to make them on a pedestal. I don't care if they don't need to be on a pedestal, but you just don't want the world to know. And he was like, yeah, my nagging wife. He didn't say nothing about the kids. Oh, he didn't. No. So uh, I was like, well, Rosh, you could have said something about the kids, (laughs) but (laughs) I will say this right here. He truly enjoyed the serenity of not having to play the game for a little while. And he had a shelter, he had rice, he made a fire. And um, he, I think he embraced it more so where Erica was really seemed like she was out there alone and just trying to make it through those two days. Rock seemed like he was having a good time. He had the hourglass where Jeff brought the hourglass to Erica and said, this is what it is. The hourglass was there the entire time. I think the, uh, the Survivor crew and Jeff are very lucky that Roxanne just decided to smash it and look for something inside. So here's the <laughs> funny part. That would have messed everything up. <laughs> Jeff, why do you pull the boat up with tennis shoes and socks on and still jump in the water? <laughs> Scott from the Slaying the Dragon podcast, he says, I'm going to go back and watch it. He says, it looks like when Jeff jumped in, he fell and they cut before he falls. So here, here's, the, here's what got me the first time. So I had on flip-flops one time. And we were, they can't bring the boats up on the shore. So what they do is they wait for the tide to go out. And then when it comes back in, you're supposed to jump. Problem is, you're pretty much jumping in water that's moving backwards. Oh, shoot. So you, you may lose your footing. So usually we just took our shoes off or whatever. So I'm like, come on, Jeff. Why, why, would, you, why would you put on socks and tennis shoes just to jump in the water? Um, yeah. And we rode on those boats. Those boats you see coming up, those are the boats we also get to jump on and hang out. Uh, and then he comes over. I can't remember if Erica had a note when she was with the hourglass, so she could already I don't read think so. what it did. Or I did think, he come to visit her? I as think well? Jeff just brought it in, and then yeah, he visited her. But the thing is, he brought the hourglass, put it down, and said, "This is what it is." This time, the hourglass was there once Rock showed up. There was an hourglass immediately. So I said, "You're very lucky that he didn't take the mallet that's sitting right there and say, let me look inside and smash it.'" <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it added a different dimension to the well, the way they played the hourglass scene for season 42, I think was great. For season 41, I'm going to go ahead and say it wasn't because it wasn't played out the same way. Um, the people make it what it is. So Roxroy and his decision and why he made his decision, that's really what we want to see. What made you make that decision? And it was pretty easy. He did well, that's what anybody what I, would do. That's what I was going to say. I have never hated anything in the game of survivor you know there's been a lot of twists that people didn't like i didn't have a problem with it this is the first twist in history that i hate this and then the uh the one that deshaun did that the name's just out of my head right now the uh, do or die yeah the do or die those are the two that i thought went too far and i've already done my rant on two other podcasts about the hourglass so i won't do a huge rant here about why i don't like it but i want to get abraham's opinion because he actually played in a season with it are you a fan of the hourglass or are I'm a, you not a fan? i'm a fan of how they've made changes to the hourglass and how it factors into the game i like the fact that jeff was straight up with everybody and he said look 
This is a game changer. Whoever you send will change the game. You can't get in more straightforward with that. With you don't know if it's an hourglass or not. You don't know what the outcome is. But in the game of Survivor, what's the rule? Anytime I can get an advantage, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And they had all the information up front. Season 41, they had none of the information. Erica came back. She said, I smashed the hourglass. Now you're losers and we're winners. And it changed the game. So I like the way they restructured it. Um, so I would keep it. And I like the part about where you send somebody off for a couple. I don't think this has to be two days. My, my problem, my problem, Abraham, is and I messaged Erica on Twitter about this when she was talking about when she did the hourglass. My problem and why I don't like this advantage so much is it's a no brainer. There should be. I think it felt very edited when rocks was like oh man there's definitely cons and pros and he's thinking about it i said okay survivor told you to kind of put on a show here thinking about it because there's there's got to be no there's no way anyone's thinking about it it's either you smash it and get advantage get immunity yourself or you don't smash it well hold and then on. you have to fight for it let's 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 back up let's go back from rocks roy and let's go back to the geniuses that sent them there that's fair we would we would think it was a no-brainer for one of them to be replaced Rock Roar and not eat and take the advantage. Yeah. And that's, that's the game of Survivor. Do you take the food or do you take the advantage? They took the food. Mm-hmm. So whatever comes out of the advantage could either help them or hurt them. And I was like, what, what decision y'all making? Jeff is telling you exactly what's going to happen. And you know what they said? Go on over there, Rock Roar. We don't like you anyway. <laughs> do you feel, though, that like, here's what I said. So I thought of this during the Slaying the Dragon podcast. This is what I would do with the hourglass. If you really want to keep it, because it seems like Jeff loves it. The way he was speaking about it, it seems like he loves this advantage and it's, he'd like to keep it. Jeff loves a shot about, in the dark too. <laughs> that, that's true. That's <laughs> probably staying as well. So how about no. this? They go to the island, right? They have the hourglass. How about you have the chance to reverse the decision? You can earn up to three days, or sorry, three tribal councils of immunity. Or you could just have the next two, you're immune. Or the next one, you're immune. Whatever you want to do. But for however many tribal councils you want to be immune for, for the next couple of you know tribals, you have to take someone who had immunity, actually pick them out in front of their face, like at the, at the next challenge when he has to reveal whether he smashed it or not, and say, I smashed the hourglass. I chose to be immune for the next two tribal councils out of the option of three. And you have to actually point to people and say, like, Jonathan, I'm taking your immunity. So you're not immune. You have to compete in the challenge now. And hi, I'm taking yours. You have to compete now. So since I took your guys's immunities, I'm now safe for the next two tribals. Then you actually have to think, do you smash it? Or if you don't smash it, then you're immune for the next tribal, but nothing else changes. That's, yeah, but here's you, the thing. You got to do something he, like that where you give them a decision to make. He did make a decision. He said, you other six, <laughs> you are no longer immune, which made him immune for the next tribal council. Mm-hmm. So all you're really doing is adding one more to it. And here's the thing about it is there, there, there are many plays. I like the way it was played. Could we add another dimension to it? Of course, because you see yeah. they changed it from season to season, which is good. At least they was paying attention. At least they was paying attention and realized I it do didn't go that well that. the first yeah. time. And they tried something different. But here's the thing about it is that six that won had a chance to control the game. And you know they, they chose wanted? not to. They wanted Applebee's and the <laughs> volcano mudslide cake. 
And that's the thing about it is, is food more important than controlling the game? Now, we go to season pass and some of the other players, guess what they would have done? They would have took Roxbury place and went and took that advantage. Everybody would have took the advantage. But on this season, they were hungry. So, Well, we, I will say everyone else hasn't been starving. They've had rice and stuff to live off. So while they've been hungry, they haven't been starving. So that could be the difference between classic players and what they would have done and the newer players. But let's get on to some of these points here, Abraham. We have a lot to talk about based off because, like I said, they showed a lot at camp. So we have a lot of alliances forming and stuff to talk about here. I will start off by saying Tori, while they're enjoying Applebee's, throws everyone from Ika under the bus. She basically <laughs> says, I want the, I want everyone to know I'm a free agent. I want everyone to know that I don't have any allies in this game, and she does not want to work with Ika at all. Is this a bad – how were the moves that Tori were making? We'll get to what happened with her a little bit later. Was this a bad move or a good move? I'd like to go ahead and reach back in time and think if Dan made a good move or a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tori, you have a whole tribe. So that means your whole tribe gets to vote, vote against you. You have a whole new tribe that don't know you. You know what I would have did? I would have sat there and said, hey, you know what? We are a good tribe, but there's some cracks in there. And I would have left it at that. She Instead overshared. Burning the, the bridge yeah. with everyone. She overshared, and that's going to come back to put a mark. Because you know what? Drell was like, hey, can't trust Tori. And it's yep. like, hey, I'm good with rocks. Well, Drell has a, a immunity idol. She has an extra foe, and she has an amulet. Who do you want to be aligned with? Rocks Roy, y'all good to go. Romeo, he's playing his own game. Hyde has his group, uh, which we see that didn't work out too well because <laughs> Hyde yep. just went different on you this time. But he, everybody has an alliance with somebody, so they at least have two votes. Lindsay and Jonathan are together. Marianne, um, she's still a free agent of some sort. I don't know why they really keep targeting her. Uh, but everybody has somebody. So, Tori, you kind of out there by herself. And we're going to only see that through just sheer luck how she gets <laughs> saved. Uh, and then some other stuff that happened here. Mike and Drea make a pact to protect each other. They had a nice moment together when they're like, hey, we got to watch each other's backs. They both know they have the idols. We see Mike talk to Marianne later on. So it looks like everyone with the idols are trying to watch each other's back. Um, hi, Lindsay and Drea do meet up about the amulet advantage. Remember that from the first episode? And they kind of talk about helping each other out. Romeo speaks to I'm trying to go through everything here because there's a lot. Romeo speaks to Marianne about the smaller people sticking together to get out some of the big dogs like <laughs> Mike and Jonathan. Uh, at one point in this episode, Romeo literally says, Mike is so far up Jonathan's ass that <laughs> I know. I was like, you can't even have a bromance anymore like they used to on Survivor. Yeah, it's like he's Romeo just it's intimidated or just doesn't want Jonathan in the game just because of his presence and challenges and stuff. And we'll get to that. I don't even think that Jonathan's going to be as good at challenges as some people think. Um, Tori chats with Marianne about her thoughts on Drea. Mike talks to Jonathan about judging books by a cover. This is the beautiful moment you brought up, Abraham. And I do want to stop here and talk to you about this. They talk about how Jonathan's like, there's more to me than just being a big guy. And, you know, I had people when I was younger talk about how I'm a meathead and, you know, kind of, and Mike says, yeah, I, I feel that. Cause you know what? The same thing happened to me. So 
they kind of have this moment where they talk about the stereotypes that kind of bigger men get put into of just boneheads who all they do, all they have is muscle and stuff. And that's just not true. And they have this nice moment, Abraham. Well, you know what? The one thing I will say, and I wish they would show more of it is the, you're bringing people together from different walks of lives, from different parts of the country, but we all share in that same thing and being on survivor. And then you find a common ground somewhere. Now, Mike is a straight up guy, retired firefighter, Jonathan. Uh, I forgot they own a, I uh, forgot what he does on his bio, but again, they, they find a common ground. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's that's the things you want to enjoy, because here's the thing about it is you're with them 24 seven. You want to talk to somebody that's relatable where you don't kind of have to. I think Romeo says it where in tribal where some people won't come up and talk to you. Well, sometimes you just don't know what to talk about. Y'all don't have a common ground. And Drea corrects him and say sometimes you got to go up and talk to them. And that's the thing in Survivor is somebody telling you the truth or they just trying to get more games play. And those guys uh, had a great moment where, hey, they, they had a common ground. You know, the different thing in, in what's name? They had a date. Romeo and them had one. Uh, uh, Romeo and High, yes. High, because I guess Romeo came out as being gay later in life, where High was more confident and came out earlier. Well, it kind of sounded, sounded like Romeo. And, you know, this is part of the game as well. And finding out who people are, we... To us, we all thought, you know, Romeo was outed to everyone and all this. And Romeo said, that's just not the case. He's very worried about when this airs, you know, if some people judge him and don't want to talk to him. And so you have this beautiful moment of high kind of telling him, look, I know what you're going through. You're going to get through it. Yeah. And they capture those moments on camera and the world sees them. But they're going to probably be friends long after this show is over just because of the bond that you create when you come on the show, which is, which is a great thing. I think it's a great thing. Um, what else did we had? We had that one. We had that one. What was the other one? It was, it was another one. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to it. It was, it was, um, I do like the play of Marianne. I do like her play. She never committed to anybody and her strategy was to listen to everybody. So everybody wanted to talk to her about something. She was like, Hey, tell me what your plan is. And she never kind of divulged her plan to anybody. I said, you know what? You don't know half of the tribe. Get to know them first. But her tribe is already kind of, like Jonathan says, for no particular reason, I'm throwing Marianne's name out there. Well, there was, I kind of like what Jonathan did there. And we'll get to that as well. I do want to say Mike said here uh, when he was talking to Jonathan, maybe the people who are physically stronger finally win this game. And that's a quote. Um, We talked about that because um, Scott, who I talked to earlier, he said, you know, there has been physical players who have won the game in the past. You know, the most recent being now I'm going to Mike Halloway was a physical player who won the game. But I like this statement, Abraham, because especially in later seasons, I think of Joe's. I think of Malcolm's. I think of um, Ozzy's people who probably should have won the game and were playing a great game, but because they're good at challenges, just get voted off like that. And I think that's what Mike kind of meant. It'd be nice if one of those players who are good at challenges can finally make it to the end and and win the game. (laughs) What did Nasir say? I'd have took him along with me, but I'd have voted Abraham out. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, God, dog, I didn't know that. I mean, here's the thing. Anything in Survivor is what you use to get somebody voted out. 
So if you don't want to sit next to them because they're great in challenges, we've already painted a picture that you got to have some type of resume in front of the jury. You're voting them out. And, and that's the thing about Survivor, man. It could go either way. I think the best Survivor with a group that I've ever seen was Coach, mm. where that group stuck together pretty much until the end. And uh, uh, Kim, Kim Spradlin with the, when they had the female all along. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah. And they all said, hey, we're going to stick together no matter what. And that's the thing about it is you don't know these folks and you're getting to know them and you got to formulate opinions. You got to formulate bonds to say, do I trust you enough that Mike and Jonathan, we're going to stay together and be two votes. And then we're going to say, okay, who else can we bring in? Cause you need at least four. There what? there's, there's 12 of them left. You need at 12 least people. Four. Yep. Four to, need four four to have four. a good group. Yeah. Um, I'm just some funny moments here as well. Uh, Jonathan catches a crab and a squid. He's actually catching a lot of fish too. Everyone is impressed by, I mean, how much food Jonathan is bringing back. I bet Abraham, I bet you would have loved to have a Jonathan on your tribe. He, he got a, um, no, he got a shell. Someone said, there's a thing in the shell, the uh, oyster. Yes. The yep. clam. And I didn't think clams were out there to the truth, but he went really? out there and found a clam out there. And he's, well, he's fish. finding, he's finding everything. He's just like, Oh, look, there's that. I'm going to go catch it. Yeah. So he's been a great provider. And uh, Nasir played that role for his tribe when he was on the, on the show. It's the thing about it is if somebody's feeding you, you got a little more thing. Hey, look, let's not get rid of them. Right I don't this understand. Moment. I would I would take him to the end. I was talking about that earlier. If it's between voting Jonathan and Marianne, I want to eat. I'll keep Jonathan in the game and I'll just beat him final three. I'm not keeping Marianne over Jonathan who's feeding me. Look, Survivor is the pettiest game ever. <laughs> it does not take much to sway somebody to go against you. Um Look at Mike already says who he's voting for. And really, if you look back on it, who's it? Uh, Sheree? Not Sheree. That was another survivor. Um, I'm terrible. Uh, yeah. And that's the only thing really happened. Her and Dan had that little beef where Dan threw her under the bus. But here's the thing about it. Else. She really hasn't done anything to deserve to be voted out. She yeah. hasn't been bad in challenges. She hasn't really said anybody. Who are you name. talking about? Uh, start with a C. Um uh oh chanel 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 really hasn't done anything to warrant being voted out or targeted but she made that fatal mistake and she told mike she uh threw his name out there so mike said he can't trust her so mike is not your ally anymore and now you got drea and her group saying hey don't trust her because who said who came to them said was it hyde hyde said you can't trust her so the thing is so we get this eight person alliance and that's something interesting because we haven't seen a super big alliance in forever. You know, we've been used to these voting blocks. This eight person alliance comes together. And I'm sorry, apologies, everyone listening. I didn't write down everyone who was in it, but it's basically, you know, the main people like Drea has rocks. And then you have High who has Lydia and Mike. And then you had um, Jonathan. Jonathan who has Lindsay and Omar. And they basically all throw someone out under the tribe. So, Drea and the Ika group say Tori is someone you cannot trust. Uh, we've played with her this entire game. She's untrustworthy, yada, yada. And then Hyde throws out Chanel is someone you got to watch out for. Uh, you can't trust her. She'll lie to your face and she's good at it. And then that's when Jonathan just throws out. Well, if we're throwing people out, our next to go was Marianne. But he was smart, Abraham, to say, look, we're not 
voting Marianne out because she's not trustworthy or anything. It was just if we were to send someone home, it was going to be Marianne, which is a smart move because he's kind of offering her up as a sacrifice here. Like if you guys are going to throw someone under the bus, I guess I will, too. But Marianne is also someone that we could trust for a number. I'm just saying that because that would have been the next person to go. And Lindsay was uh, she's 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 running roadblock when Jonathan Ings comes up as a possible vote. Um, And you know what? They didn't throw Marianne under the bus, which I didn't understand this at all. Marianne has an immunity idol. It doesn't make a difference if you use her name. I like the way Jonathan did it. She got an extra vote and she has an immunity idol. Jonathan and Lindsay, y'all have nothing. <laughs> so really, the second person was going to be the person to get voted out in that particular scenario. But it was a good move by Jonathan. I like that one. Let's loop back to Chanel here. She had a couple bad moves here. I already talked about the move where she told Mike she was the one who voted for him. Another move here is when Omar learns he won't have a vote. And he doesn't learn that from Chanel. He finds out from, I believe it was Drea, but he finds out from someone else that Chanel doesn't have a vote. So that means he doesn't have a vote at this moment. Omar wants Chanel gone because she did not come up to him and tell him, Hey, I don't have a vote. Do you? And that could have been a pairing that worked together, Abraham. And Chanel just (laughs) doesn't seem like she's willing to share a lot with people. I'm going to give Omar credit for this episode because he is the true mastermind. He was the star. Yeah. Nobody else gets any credit, but at the, Roxroy gets it for being on the island for two days by itself, followed closely by Omar, how he masterminded the, the, the destruction of one of the players that made it to the merge. I, well, I'm like, it was, it was a beautiful thing to see how he did it. It was, he was the one who led the vote. And basically the names here that are up, the majority alliance has decided it's going to be Tori, Chanel, or Marianne. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be either of them uh, or any of them. Uh, we also get an awkward moment here where Chanel walks in on the, the eight person Alliance. Some of the members of that were talking strategy. Chanel walks up not once, but twice. And both moments were awkward. And the second moment, it could have been the way they edited it, but it just looked like she walked up. Everyone's like, Oh, here comes Chanel. Talk about something else. She walks up. They stand there awkwardly. They like all stop talking. And then Jonathan's like, all right, I'm going to go catch some fish if anyone wants to come. And everyone, everyone other than Chanel was like, yeah, we'll come with you. We'll come. We'll, we'll come over there with you. It was so awkward, Abraham. And it, and it was probably edited. But if it wasn't, you have to do a better job here. I said, like, how hard is it to talk about something? If someone walked up, if we're talking, Abraham, and someone walks up that we don't want to hear our conversation, I could probably talk to you about some turtle that I saw in the water for like 40, 45 minutes. If Chanel didn't get some feeling that something was wrong or she was on a chopping block, she wasn't paying attention because either you're right. They had great editing because every time she walked up, they were gone. And I was like, <laughs> and here's the thing. Drea says on the second time, we have to stay here and talk. So it doesn't look like we're talking about her. And it looks like she walks up. Next thing you know, they're, they're scattering again. I'm going to say they had some great editing on that to show that, hey, they just left. <laughs> because That was funny. So Chanel feels some kind of way now because nobody wants to really talk to her about strategy, which now you got to realize you're on the bottom. And, but she's still not the one being targeted. 
No, not really. And I mean, it was a tough week for Chanel in general. We also got a funny clip where she started falling back on the rocks and it was like a, a slow fall. They had to leave that one in there, didn't they? I would have been mad. I would have been like, you couldn't take that out. Them rocks are daily guy. <laughs> we was we was out on them rocks. We was like, this is this is this, this is deadly as that thing. And you you it got to the point where they was like, hey, could y'all kind of stay away from the rocks? <laughs> <laughs> Last thing that I have in terms of all of this talk, like I said, there was a lot of tribe talk here. Um, Andrea does tell her eight person alliance about her extra vote to establish some some trust yeah, in there and that was not about decision. the amulet exactly she didn't mention the idol or the amulet although some people already know she has the the idol and, i mean that gives them a little trust i'm gonna tell you a little bit here's a little bit of trust and she and and here she says rockroy is hers her that's her hey that's her alliance so he's pretty much in the clear also he also flipped the script and did the turnaround and made everybody safe that was in his alliance which which was the best move ever why would you protect Tori and the other ones? You don't know. Him. So he, protect, <laughs> well, you know, Tori, but lines. you don't, you know, Tori, but you don't want to know Tori. You want to vote out anyway. And only reason <laughs> after all of this and everybody's getting ready to vote that we, that they don't vote Tori the first vote after the merge is because she won immunity. And, and that's a great segue into what we're getting to next. We don't need to talk anymore about the hourglass, but that's what happened next. They go to exile Island I will say I thought it was hilarious when Jeff started talking to rocks and rocks was like, Jeff, I might have to interrupt you mid, you know, in the middle of your conversation because I got to take, take my rice off. Got to take the rice <laughs> off the fire, which we didn't get. I was really hoping because, you know, Jeff would have been so mad. You know, he cares so much about delivering those that, you know, explanation of this, this twist rocks will change the game. Could you imagine if he was explaining that and then in the middle rocks goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to move my rice off. My Jeff rice would have been look, so mad. Rocks had already poured some coconut juice in there too, man. And his rice, he was like, no, I got to get this rice. You don't want your rice <laughs> to burn. So that, I thought that was funny too. I was like, okay, rocks, at least you let him know ahead of time that, Hey, I ain't gonna let my rice burn. Cause this, you're not going to give me any more food. So I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. make sure I take this. Uh, that was, that was, that was one of those little diamonds right in there. We get to the immunity challenge, which is a challenge we see every year. At this point, it's clear that this is going to be a challenge that we see every season, it seems like. And that's where you have to spell a word on a kind of square platform and then slowly walk back where you hold a rope, trying not to knock that tower over. You have to spell immunity. But we get back and rocks tells everyone, yeah, I smashed the hourglass, um, which isn't shocking at all. To change the fate. So everyone who won the merge challenge now has to compete for immunity. And everyone who lost it is now safe. Um, this did not go over well with Tori, who called Rocks out and did not approve of what he did. Terrible move by Tori here. She just dug a deeper hole because she was basically saying, Rocks, I did you a favor. It's I don't bullshit. really see bullshit. sending me <laughs> look sending me away for two days by myself with no food. I don't really know if that's a favor. And here's the thing about it is I'm gonna go back to it again. Jeff told everybody, look, you're gonna have power in the game. You already got a bad relationship with Rocks. You already had an argument with him. So why would you even think he was gonna help you when everybody else that was lost was on the tribe that he was just came off of? His alliance was always his alliance was always with Dre and the other guys. 
my mouth would have got the best of me there because the moment she looked me in the eye and said, we were sending you there to help you. I would have said, Tori, that's bullshit. And you know, it. like, no, <laughs> you did not send me there. No, you don't send people to get an advantage in the game to, to help them nine times out of 10. You're right. She dug a bigger hole for herself there. She didn't need to be so mad about no. it because players sometimes a lot of times don't think, you know, they don't put themselves in their shoes. Do we think if Tori was in Rock's position that she wouldn't have smashed the hourglass? Tori had already set the set the motion that she was on it. She'd already jumped ship already. Yeah. She had already jumped ship already. And she didn't want anything to do with her tribe because she knew she was at the bottom. She knew if they'd have lost another one, she was going to be the boat. So at that point, she didn't care. Because well, think about it. I don't know it why was, she was so mad at Rocks. Because if she went to the Exile Island, she would have smashed it too. So why is she mad about it? Nobody else said anything but except the person. And then you saw what they cut away to Mike. And Mike was like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? You're just digging a hole for yourself. Because they've already said Tori got to go. So here's the thing about it is Tori already painted. She would have been the very first person to go at the merge. But I will just say before we get to the challenge, I love the necklace. So no more of the snake. I love the necklace. Do you like it, Abraham? First of all, way better than giving the good parts of one tribe and the bad parts of the other. <laughs> like, thanks for coming in second. Here's, a, here's the mount. Uh, great necklace. I don't know who did it. Great individual immunity necklace. Love it. Shout out to the art department on that one. Um, and then we see Jonathan. We get some funny moments here where Jonathan keeps dropping. It was tough to watch, but you could tell him and Lydia when they dropped a second time. Lydia especially was done. She just threw her hands in the air and she's just done. And Jonathan too, when he dropped... He had the clear lead. Jonathan was the clear leader dropped. And you just heard a lot of, <laughs> a lot of cussing <laughs> out of Jonathan, a lot of beep. I mean, cause you're competing against something that's really about being very slow and methodical. That's the, that's the whole, that whole particular challenge is just being slow and methodical and not trying to rush it. And cause if you look at it, Lydia pretty much kept the same pace and if Marianne wasn't trying to spell the word in the background and then put it up there, Marianne would have won. But yeah. Marianne, and then she dropped it. So everybody dropped it. Did they you were, hear? Did you hear about the eyes situation? No. Who had so? T- some people on Twitter say Tori shouldn't have won because if you look at the Su- Survivor Forty Two logo, the eye. It's kind of weird. The bottom of the eye is shorter than the top of the eye. So it kind of is larger at the top and then goes down and gets shorter. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see the logo later. But her eye at the end of immunity, so the second eye in that word, was upside down. So some people (laughs) felt like she shouldn't have won immunity. I'm just telling you guys right now listening to the podcast, if Jeff would have said no because of that, I would have had an issue. Yeah. First of all, let's go back to basic grammar. An I is an I. Upside down or right side up is the same. If you put it as a regular letter, it's a regular without a dot on the top. Yeah. But an <laughs> L, uh, L that's capitalized. Okay. Yeah. But an L that's lowercase. Guess what? Looks the same. Right. So I mean, come on. Let's listen. Yeah. People <laughs> get mad. People get were mad actually mad. People were actually mad about this. Abraham. They said Tory shouldn't have won immunity. What's this Twitter site so I can go in and be like, come on now. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll, send you, I'll send you the link later. But what now, Abraham? Because as you've stated, Tory wins. And that was the target. Now you can't vote Tory. 
Sorry about that. You can't vote Chanel because she's safe now. Oh, and, yep. And who is the other one? Um, you can you can vote Marianne. So that's the third option. You can't vote Chanel. You can't vote Tori. And those were the two options. Um, and Marianne's kind of the name that gets thrown out. Real quick, though, I will say, once they got back from the challenge, Romeo throws out voting Jonathan. He wants to get the big guy out of the game. Um, he's disgusted by them. Marianne's <laughs> name gets thrown out by Lindsay. And then I also said, did, did everyone just forget the eight-person alliance? Because it seemed like everyone was talking to everyone, and this eight-majority alliance really didn't come together to chat amongst the group. It just seemed like everyone was talking to random people. Well, here's the thing about Lindsay was running defense for Jonathan. Yeah. That's what Lindsay, she didn't want Jonathan to get voted out. So she had to run defense. Marianne to me was not a good choice because one, Marianne still had immunity. Out. So why would you pick her? So really you're kind of saying, if we can't convince Marianne not to play her immunity, who's going to be second, which put Jonathan right back in the crosshairs again. And Romeo was really pushing. Let's get Jonathan. Well, and then you, this is where Omar player of the episode really shined because omar hears marianne and he's kind of what are we doing like he's like i need to tell everyone that you know on the he's trying to get the taku tribe back together here why are we voting marianne that's a number for us so omar just says okay we're not voting how i want to vote so i'm going to make us vote how how i want to vote and he starts throwing out the name lydia goes to everyone and says we should vote lydia and he even goes to high Abraham. And at this point, I thought, uh-oh, this is where you're – we've seen this before. I seriously thought high is going to get mad. This is going to come back. Omar, you're going to get voted out. But high di didn't want to do it. But he didn't even throw it back at Omar. He didn't go, okay, Omar's throwing my ally under the bus. We need to get Omar out. He was just like, I need to put this on someone else. So he starts going and lobbying lobbying for someone else i can't remember who he was saying uh to vote for but what do you think about omar scrambling here and kind of, of all, putting this all together omar put together a, a, a great blind side but you're right he went to hide and said hey hide lydia is the vote and here's the thing about it is hide had already told everybody that we went to rocks that's how and that's how much loyalty i got with lydia so why would you want to keep why would you want to vote your on one person that you know you could count on out? But as you see, he, he went away with, uh, I mean, it was just a masterly artful way to get everybody to say, okay, we don't want to vote Marianne. Here's who we want to vote out. And it worked. Well, you know how many going, times people create stuff in Survivor that never works? It, going to tribal, it was either between Lindsay. I think that's who I was trying to get the vote on. I can't remember. It's between Lindsay, Lydia, or... Um, Marianne, who did you think going to tribal council? Who do you think was where they were going to go here? I thought it was gonna go with Marianne, and I thought Marianne I, I was gonna play because uh, somebody told Marianne to play her idol. Omar, Omar, also, he was the one who told Marianne, he said, Your name's being thrown out. Marianne obviously was not happy about it, freaked out. Why is my name being thrown out? And Omar literally told Marianne, Don't freak out. Cause you're going to mess this up for yourself. And Marianne's like, yeah, you're right. He said, let me do my talking, yeah. but I'll just say Omar literally told her play your idol tonight, because if I can't get the numbers, you are going home. So go ahead. Yeah, he and said, play your he idol. said he would tell her, he said, I'll tell you if you have to play it. Yes, that's right. So, and here's the thing about it is, I mean, cause she, 
it, it was it was a masterful play because you really had somebody out there that nobody really felt bad about voting out. Yeah. Because she was on the chopping block before with Mike and them. So Chanel said, hey, it was no problem. So really, Hyde was our only vote anyway. So everybody else was like, okay, Lydia, let's get her out of here. Chanel is is very lucky that Rox Roy smashed that hourglass. So she, it either would have been her or Tori going home today. And if Tori didn't win the immunity necklace, it would have been Tori. Yeah. All you got to do is survive the, to the next day. All you got to get do is get past that tribal council and you're, you can have life in the game again. I guarantee you, when we see the next episode, Chanel will not be on the chopping block. Uh, I don't, I, I don't no. feel great about my winner pick. There were some cool moments here at Tribal <laughs> Council. Uh, Your winner John- pick is going down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonathan, and I quote, we love you, Mr. Jeff. Just threw that out there. I thought that was kind of funny from him. Uh, they're, they're stating how there's really no tribe alliances, and this is something that we've seen too. Going into the merge, it really wasn't a 4-4-4 split, Abraham, like it could have been. It was kind of everyone scrambling all over the place. Yeah, because two votes, I was like, what are these? The, there were two votes that came in. I was like, I don't understand those two votes. It's almost like nobody talked to them. Yeah. Uh, and I think they were on Jonathan. Two it votes was- that you put on Jonathan was like, okay, who didn't talk to who? And I think it was Romeo and someone else put the two votes on Jonathan. Well, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay and Chanel were the ones who voted together. They, I thought they were the ones who put it on Jonathan. I know th- it was uh, either Jonathan or Mike they put the votes on. Yeah, so Mike only got one vote, which I was like, what, where did that come from? Or no, Mike, Mike was immune. It couldn't have been Mike. Oh, who was so somebody? So Jonathan got two votes. Marianne got two votes. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who voted for Marianne, but I couldn't understand. Okay. And then every other vote went to Lydia. Oh, and well, except for Roxroy voted Lindsay. <laughs> Roxroy just want to be different. <laughs> he uh, might have voted for her because she's going to go eat. We get Romeo and Drea. Uh, they say they can tell who's lying, which why, you know, they said we're really good at telling who's lying. To, why would you say that? Why would you make it like make yourself? to be bigger than you actually are if you know what i'm saying look for all future um survivor players here's jeff's mo to get you in some type of conflict at tribal council drea and marianne y'all fell into it hook line and sinker they did <laughs> not they had a big disagreement which was very awkward like why are you guys arguing over here because jeff jeff started that argument and she was like, well, we on the same. And I understood what both of them were saying. He was like, well, she was like, well, we're at least on the same page. Dre was like, no, we're not. And I was like, what is the argument about? Y'all just have different <laughs> perceptions of things. And here's the thing about it is Jeff is the master of arguments. He'll think, get arguments in a minute. I think this can kind of stem from Drea not really liking Marianne as well, because two different, completely different people. And we already know that Marianne can get on some people's nerves. She would get on my nerves and that's saying a lot. I love her, but she's very loud. But Marianne was, Marianne told you in her thing. I like to just tell you other people have things they're working on out here as well. So to me, she was in that particular tribal council, not the whole stuff before because she was (laughs) out there. But here's the thing about it is that was probably the most relaxed Marianne presented anything since she started the game. Yeah, I can see why Jeff is, loves her. I, I can yeah. see exactly why he casted her and wanted her on the show. Um, I texted her and was like, hey, man, you always make me laugh on uh, when you do your stuff. And here's the thing about it. Drea was like, here's my thinking. 
And I was like, okay, we all got two different thinking. And Marianne was like, hey, but there's a common ground. She was like, I ain't trying to hear none of that. <laughs> and I was like, see, Jeff, all you do is start stuff. And he'll sit back I mean, and say nothing. We get we get some funny moments here, too. Jeff talks about where, you know, his upbringing and where he was in life and all that. What was it? Was it Wichita? He, he <laughs> I was like, oh, Jeff is sharing. Oh, that's 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 good. I, I uh, actually missed that part. I didn't hear it. I guess I was on my phone or something because sometimes I don't like tribal council. It kind of bores me. Um, but I, I missed that part. He grew up in um, Seattle or something, not Seattle, uh, somewhere in the north. And he moved somewhere else. And he was talking about, you know, getting reacclimated. Oh, changing who he was in order to be able to facilitate this new location. Because I think Daniel or someone was telling, hey, you know, and again, tribal council is also an expression of who you are and things that you learned about yourself while you're, you're out there at that time. And you kind of just share that information. And I was like, but, you know, sometimes I'll be like, man, tribal ain't over yet. We do have to we do have to shout out the beetle that was pointed out that just rested on Roxroy and Roxroy took it like a champ. You say you th- you think the same beetle that attacked rocks was the same one that attacked um Tiffany? <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> that, Tiffany beetle likes, run. that beetle likes its scream time. Screen time, I'll say that. It, hey, look, you, you can't see it, but there's a lot of people up there laughing about them bugs. You don't see oh, them right Marianne, there. Marianne had didn't want anything to do with it. And if that was me, Abraham, and that giant thing landed on me, I'd be screaming. Yeah. And the, the crew, the camera crew was sitting right there in front of you, just laughing, killing themselves, laughing at people. Uh, it's funny, man. It's always a bug somewhere flying around there because you're in the jungle. Even yeah. though they got this, they got the set that's look like the one behind you. You're still in the middle of the jungle. That's <laughs> like the, and the actual, ocean's right the there. Actual jungle, yes. Yeah. So never, never sit there and relax because whatever comes can come. Snake can crawl through, rat can run through. You'd be like, "Ooh, this is really su- yeah, survivor." To end the show, so Lydia does end up getting voted off here. The majority of votes go to her. Marianne chooses not to play her idols, so that makes you think that Omar got to her and told her. Hey, I have the voting numbers. You're fine. You don't have to play it because she looks confident in not playing it. Um, Lydia goes, and the big talking point here is High, who we thought was close with Lydia and would not vote Lydia, wrote down her name. So now it makes you wonder, there had to be something that we didn't see. And some people pointed out, I don't know if it was Rob from Rob Has a Podcast or whatnot. Someone pointed out that Omar's timing was great this episode like he possibly went and told hi i want to vote lydia at the last possible moment so hi didn't have the time to get the numbers uh to save lydia and that's and that it is man because there there are a lot of other things that go on in between getting ready to go to tribal that may pull somebody away or do something different and then people 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 you think one thing doing the, the early part of the day and next thing in the afternoon you're thinking a different way and, and that's just, it's survivor, man. It's, it's unpredictable until you start voting. And then it's like, okay, now you like, because if it was a unanimous vote, we would have saw everybody voted for the same person. Yeah, yeah. But we saw people that only voted for, two people voted for Jonathan. So where were you at with your conversations with everybody else? Two people voted for Marianne. So that's four votes that, where were you at on this vote? Who well, did you not talk to? You might've been right. Romeo was one of the people who, who voted Jonathan. Yeah. So who? So are you in an alliance? Do you have a group? Because we thought 
we thought Romeo was with Drea and possibly the eight person alliance. And Romeo now seems like it looked like him and Drea were a pair. And now Romeo seems like he's on his own mission to get out the big boys. Well, Romeo says himself, I want to get the power back. When they flipped it over and he had immunity, he was like, I want my power back. Okay, Romeo, you a little early in the group of 12 to try to get some power right now. <laughs> probably, probably want to slow it down a little bit and say, okay, let's, let's get a few other people out. What did you think about, uh, before we move on to the last question that I kind of have for us here, what did you think about Lydia's game? I know a lot of people loved her, especially her social media presence. I didn't really think she did too much. I think she was kind of, I mean, she was with high during the tribes, but I just didn't see a lot from Lydia here um, this season to be impressed. I'm saying sometimes it comes down to the editing. Because uh, we know when Survivor first started, we didn't see Lindsay at all. We were like, she made it, she ran for the amulet, and then we didn't really see her for two or three episodes. So it's just a matter, did she do anything to say, hey, look, she was going to be a threat in the game? I didn't really see anything. Because she, she went on the thing with Roxroy. She really didn't say anything. They both was pretty much stonewalling each other. <laughs> um, she got saved by Hyde. Uh, so you saw her because she got saved, not because she did anything. So, I mean, sometimes it's just time. You just don't get enough time to say your story or give somebody a good perspective of you. I'm not going to say that she couldn't have been a threat in the game. We just didn't see anything that spoke to that. So I will say before I finally ask this question, I think I forgot to say it earlier. I don't think Jonathan's going to be as good in challenges post-merge as people think because we know jonathan can't do puzzles and that mean i mean he can do like physical stuff but there's a lot of puzzles which he can't do there's going to be a lot of balancing i don't know how well he how good he is at balancing and then there's going to be challenges that just really torque the body and we know big guys usually struggle at those types of challenges so i don't know abraham if jonathan is really going to be that challenge threat that everyone thinks he's going to be I think he can still be a provider for the camp. I think it's like, even in Australia Survivor, it is too early to worry about broken Jonathan out. Yeah. Yeah, it's too early. If you already know that you can get him on the everything else, like the puzzles, the endurance, uh, you know he's going to fatigue, why vote him out now? Just uh, hold on. Okay. I'd love to see Jonathan on Australian Survivor. Him and Mark? Yeah, I'd love to see that too. Ooh, him, uh, but him, Mark, me, Nasir, Danny. <laughs> A challenge B season. I I will say too, I think if he can get together with Mike and high, because it looks like Mike and high have an actually like more than high had with Lydia. It seems like that could be a good core Mike and high. And then they both love Jonathan. High even said during, during the episode, I have no interest in voting Jonathan out. I want to keep a challenge beast in the game and everything, because I actually think I'm kind of a challenge beast. So if, <laughs> yeah, <I saw. laughs> if those three can work together, Abraham, that's a group that could go far. It's funny. I mean, I think again, here it's always so survivor goes right, left, center, middle. You just never <laughs> know where it's going. If I was Mike, I would align myself with Jonathan, Hyde, Drea and Roxroy. Now, we already know we know Mike already has immunity, so he doesn't really have to do a lot, but make sure he times it to play it right. So right now we have a lot of different things that are available to be played. Amulet, immunity idols, uh, extra votes, all that going to pretty much come to head because they're going to be like, okay, we got enough stuff to get people out. 
Now the question is, next week, who actually is going to go home? That's the question. That's, there's a lot of names that get thrown out in the in the preview for next week's Tori episode. Top on the list. Uh, Tori and Chanel, both of them are on top of the list. I think Tori's at, a, at at more of a top than Chanel is. If I was going to vote somebody out based on looking at how they did it this time, I said unless Chanel, I mean Tori pulls a trick, she's going to be next going home next next week. Which means it, it'll be the opposite of what Abraham said, just because that's how Pretty Survivor much. works. Um, Abraham, the last question I have here, and I'm going to steal this from the Slay and the Dragon podcast. We talked about this too. We picked our winners. All of our winner picks are still in the game. Right. Yes, uh, my original was Chanel, who's not looking great. Yours original was Lindsay, and she could still win. Um, but now that we're at the merge, who do you want to win and who do you think is going to win? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good I'll one. go ahead. I'll let you give you just a couple seconds to think think about it. I'll tell you the same answers I, I said on the other podcast. I think Omar is going to win. And I've been saying this for a few weeks now. I think Omar is in a really good position and I could see him winning this game based off the edit he's getting. I want Mike to win. You don't see older, nice, you know, kind of older men go on and win the game too often. That's why I grew a beard so I could go back and play as an old guy. Um, (laughs) I I could, I would love to see, he's such a great, he's a, he's an amazing human being. I would love to talk and meet Mike. Um, I would love to see him win the game, but Omar is my pick uh, from the merge on. I I could see Omar winning. Okay. Who I think would win. I like Drea. You think Drea is still in the best position? I, I think if Drea can maneuver through this, I think she can win. Who I would like to win, Marianne. Really? You want Marianne to win? Marianne enjoyed the game of Survivor. She enjoyed she freak out. <laughs> every moment of it. And here's the thing about it is, if you go back and look at this episode, Marianne knows how to play the game of Survivor. We're, we're, we're kind of we're getting overshadowed because she always is talking and always in the edit she's loud or she's, she's funny. But if you go back and look at this episode here and listen to how she's plotting her game out, I think now that they've merged, watch out for Marianne. I would like to see Ooh. Drea win. But go back and just listen to the episode and you'll be like, okay, now go back to Tribal Council and look at how articulate she is and what she's saying. She's not, she, she knows how to play the game of Survivor. So that's who I think is, I, I would like to see Drea win, but I think Marianne's going to win. I thought you would say you want to see Jonathan win this thing. I think eventually Jonathan's going to run into a roadblock. Yeah. And I think Jonathan, I think Jonathan, I still think he's going to go far. I just think he has to be more than somebody that wins a challenge to win Survivor. Overall, do you think this was a good merge episode? Because I loved it. I loved everything about it. This is one of the best merge episodes I've seen, if not in Survivor, you know, history because that's going way, way back. Um, it's definitely one of the best merge episodes I've seen in a in a a while. So, did you like this merge episode? I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little impartial because I, I knew how my cast members of 41 was treated, and I'm a little, I'm, I'm protesting. I'm, a, I'm silently protesting how they did 41's merge versus 42's merge. That being said, I really liked the way everything played out because you didn't know what was going to happen, but you had all the information. And you still didn't know what was going to happen. 
but also like the moments that they got captured in the merge between Hyde and Romeo, between uh, Jonathan and Mike, between Rocks, uh, seeing Rocks were on the island because you got a, you had a chance to see some of the people. Mm-hmm. So all that makes it. Then you go back and then you start being scandalous and backstabbing. So to me, it covered every aspect of Survivor. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I still am a little upset about the <laughs> Applebee's. Yeah, well, we gotta get uh, we gotta get Abraham some Applebee's next time he plays the game. We gotta get hey, we gotta get Roxroy, man. I gotta I gotta see what Roxroy meant about that white thing. We gotta find. <laughs> well, here's a fun here's a fun question actually to wrap us completely up. If you could, if you were out there starving on the island, which you have experience with, and you could pick one realistic food restaurant for them to bring out to the island, what would you want them to bring out? Oh. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. Yeah. That's what good. is one thing that if they said this is the reward, <laughs> you'll freak out and go crazy over? Oh, man. Let's go to Wingstops, man. Oh, Wingstops. Let's go to Wingstops, man, because that's protein. Uh, here's the thing. I've looked at Survivor plenty of years in a row, and I always thought the same thing when they always brought out sweets. You haven't eaten anything Avoid related. You, you're basically eating, drinking coconut milk, which is a diuretic. <laughs> You're eating coconut and you're eating limited amount of crabs and maybe seafood and they bring out cookies, donuts. The sugar rush alone is going to kill you. <laughs> so, <laughs> top, top that with alcohol that they always give you when you are going to be super drunk. I would say I would say Pizza Hut. I'd want I'd want some Pizza Hut while being out there. Oh, yeah, you got the you got the bread. I, look, I'm thinking about, OK, the bread because you can't take anything with you. So, yeah. uh Pizza will be good, but I'm going Wingstop, man, because I, you know, you can put a bone in your pocket. Who t- <laughs> who stole the candy? Somebody stole the candy. Uh, I can't remember. My memory is terrible, but I know what you're talking about. And buried the candy. <laughs> I was We've like, seen people they they shut it down, but on the old seasons, they would go to rewards and they would stuff stuff in their pockets and say, yeah. "We're going to bring this back." And Jeff, uh, old Jeff, said, uh, "No, we're not doing that anymore." <laughs> I think they had a season where they, they found out where the crew was at and they went over and took food from the crew. They did. They did. Yeah. One of the- <laughs> Hey, look, let me tell you this time. They make sure that the crew is nowhere near us. You know, Jeff, after hearing that had to be pissed. Yeah. They didn't, they're nowhere near us. And here's the thing about it is we're all adults. <laughs> I told them after, after I got voted out, I said, okay, before I pretty much listened to everything y'all had to say and I followed all the rules, I'm going to reinsert my own personality fully back into who I am. So because I took a part, I kind of shut it down. It was like, OK, y'all need us to do this. OK, let's do that. Because we had to be places. We had to do stuff. And basically we didn't. It was a I won't say it was not a no talk back thing, but we kind of had to comply. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most of the reason what people don't see is we're as people didn't know what people as producers have to go through. We don't care about the lighting, which they got a certain amount of light they got to have to be able to shoot and all kind of stuff. We're kind of, you know, lollygagging doing what we normally do as livers. <laughs> and we was like, what? <laughs> Cause they, we had to have a talk. They had to give us a little talk about that one day. <laughs> if, you don't, if you guys don't see us right now, while Abraham was talking, I am battling the hiccups. <laughs> Yeah, they just come on at the right time and every I don't I don't know if you've seen Abraham, but I'm over here like listening and then oh, trying to fight them off. You know, that's what Mountain Dew will do to you, especially when you like down one right before the podcast. 
Look, I, I'm like, it's, uh, I'll probably be hanging. I got golfing in the morning, so that's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, You're a golfer? Are you good at golf? Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something, man. They wouldn't let me play in Fiji at all because of the pandemic. They wouldn't and let said, you go to a single golf course. The golf course is on the resort that we were at. They was like, I said, hey, look, I'll go out by myself. That way you don't have to worry about anybody being out there. But it was like, no. Uh-huh. I was trying to get in. I was trying to at least get in 18 holes one time, but they said no. So you're doing 18 holes tomorrow? 18. 18. 18 I went, I tried getting into golf. Um, I still have clubs, but I went out, bought clubs, shoes and everything. And I've never golfed in my life. And I'm like being an actor and a model, I need to figure out how to do this so I can do charity events and stuff. So I went out to a golf course and I tried playing golf immediately without just going to the driving range. I kid you not. We had, I was there with friends and we had six or seven golf carts waiting on us. Like, at the course because i would hit the ball it would go like five feet and then i would walk and then hit it again and i told the guys i was getting frustrated and i'm like we gotta go we've got people waiting and my friends were just like no they can wait that's not it's not how golf works there's a (laughs) there's a whole thick book about golf etiquette and so usually what you do with that is you say hey y'all go ahead and go through that's what we, we did, let the golfers behind them go the through. problem was it was such a nice day i i shouldn't have went straight out and golf it was such <laughs> no. a nice day we would let like three or four people through abraham like before i hit my ball we'd let people pass and then we'd be like okay we gotta hit our ball now and i would hit my ball and then next thing you know we have six seven more people behind us yeah y'all, we call like y'all a- slow <laughs> we'd call the marshal. There's a golf marshal that handles the flow of traffic on the golf course. Yeah. We'd, we'd call the clubhouse and be like, hey, y'all need to get out of here. Get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's gonna, no reason why they should be out here. <laughs> I'm going to stick to mini golf or driving. That's that's my advice. Do not be like me. Never golf in your life and then go straight to an 18 hole course and expect to no. go because you will hold everyone up. I usually golf on Saturday with about 20 other golfers. Wow. As a, so you have as a group. A group. It's a group that goes out every Saturday. We play. Um, I'm just taking a friend out for his birthday uh, tomorrow, and we're going to play a round of golf and go to lunch. Have you and Brad uh, golfed yet together? I know you Brad guys don't are good friends. Well, he doesn't it, golf at all. No. Brad, in, Brad, Brad got guns. <laughs> <laughs> got yeah, guns. he doesn't do that golf stuff. But well, we'll Hey, you round. know what? Yeah, go ahead. I'll see, I'll see in June what we got going on and see if we can't catch everybody that comes out to the ranch and get them on your podcast. Oh man, that would be incredible. Get Sydney out here and Sydney's going to be at the, at the ranch. No, I don't know. No? Sydney does a lot of traveling. She is studying for her bar exam. Oh, so wow. I'm not sure where it's, and it's in June. So I don't know where she's going to be at. Maybe we can eventually get a uh, season 41 reunion here. <laughs> Look, uh, if you can find, no, you'll get some of them. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, but. We'll go ahead and wrap this up here. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the special merge episode. We had a lot to talk about. Hopefully we got through everything. If we missed something, we apologize. Abraham, my man, tell them where we can find you on social. Abraham here does something. He does a video every Wednesday night right after the episode airs where he tells his opinion. So where, where can they find you, Abraham? Hey, you can catch me on a snippet recap of the episode on Abraham underscore 99 underscore 99 on IG. And you guys can catch uh, his profile and mine as well, all in our uh, Instagram bio here at the Survivor Now podcast. It's just at Survivor Now podcast. Or you can go to Twitter at Survivor Now pod. Check out our YouTube where we've got some interviews and stuff 
over there. That's just Survivor Now podcast as well. If you want to go ahead and send us an email, we have an email set up now, survivornowpodcast at gmail.com, where you can contact us uh, and let us know your questions or anything you want to ask us. Um, shout outs again to the podcast that invited us on this week, uh, Speaking Llama. We did that on Tuesday, so go check out their channel. They do great work. And then Slain the Dragon. We're making this awesome podcast community that's Speaking Llamas and Slain the Dragon. Uh, you have Jack, Kate, and Scott for Slain the Dragon, and then Alex and Caleb for Speaking Llama. They're all amazing people, so go check them out. Abraham, do you have anything else to say before we head on to next week's episode? Now I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Enjoy Easter. Everybody have a happy Easter out there. It's Is Easter this Sunday? Sometimes. I, <laughs> is that this Sunday? That'll be this Sunday, Randy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's how busy I've been. I, I knew it was coming up. Oh, yeah. Forgive me. It's late. That's the excuse I'm going to use. Uh, no, I just forgot it was Easter because uh, that person's not hungry. They look hungry. So I'm going to choose them to come back on the tribe. And yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to choose you. No that's, Easter eggs for you. <laughs> that's the excuse. So thanks again, everybody, and enjoy the rest of your rest of your day. 